Hello, I'm Maker Melissa. I am sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython and other projects. And today I'm going to be doing my very first live stream. And for this one, I'm going to be building a little robotics project. Let me go ahead and share my other camera here. And what I have is I'm building one of these little cars here. Oops. These little cars here with a clue, and it's uh, the Ringbot car. So what I want to start by doing is um, assembling the Ringbot car just to show you how that goes together. I'm going to go over here and make sure I'm in the chat in case anybody has any questions. Okay, so let's go ahead and start by seeing what is in this. So it has just a bunch of little packages, including some servos, uh, the wheels, the body, and it has a couple boards here. It also includes a screwdriver and a little manual. And I'm going to go ahead and set this stuff aside here. And I'm going to be using, um, actually, I'm going to use this screwdriver here uh, just because I can build it a little faster since it has a bigger handle. So the first thing to do is to start out with taking stuff out of the packages. Now with uh, these bags, we will need just the tiny screws that attach into the servo itself. We won't need the servo horns or the mounting screws. bunch of screws already in here which is why we don't need those other screws so we're going to start out by building the servos into these and what we want to make sure is that the front of the servo is towards the front of the car here and we're going to go ahead and mount screws into the underside here the wrong screw.
Okay, and then we're going to do the same thing on the other side, but we're going to kind of mirror it. And then on this, if you look at the wheels, they kind of go in on one side and they're flat on the other. We want to put the flat side towards the uh, servo itself. And then we'll use one of these little screws that came with the servo. We're going to do the same thing on this side. Then we're going to take one side of this. Oh, actually, we're going to go ahead and install this little wheel with these little rivets. And I found it easiest just to start by inserting it in here and then sliding this in sideways. And just move that mouse out of the way. And then these are a little tricky because you don't want to push down on them until they're in place. And then when you just push on them, it kind of pop through and it holds it in place. Um, let's go ahead and install the, all the pieces along here. So this piece goes here. This flat piece goes here. And these pieces are all symmetrical, so it doesn't really matter which way that you insert it. And I'm going to go ahead and open this package up here. And I'm going to go ahead and attach this and the switch should be towards the bottom of the car here. So it goes like that. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure the wires are just kind of going through here for the moment.
is probably the trickiest part of the build. tabs is in. There we go. And then the next thing we use is this little thing as a screw in the end. And we just go ahead and insert it through here. And insert this side here. And that's it. So the car is mostly built now. I'm go ahead and move this. And we're going to open up this side. Now I've already gone ahead and programmed this clue. But now is actually a really good time if you're building this yourself to do it because um the reset button will be up against this board but even if it is mounted you can still use like a little flathead screwdriver like this and kind of get it in there and push the button a couple times so i found it easiest to go ahead and start with the screws on the ends here and here one here I'll take a look at some of these Uh, yes, in case anyone missed it, I am actually putting together a little robotic car like this, and then I'll give you a demonstration in just a second, and I will go over the code uh, that is on here. Okay, so it just takes five screws there. Then you want to make sure the wires are kind of routed behind this bar. can go ahead and install some batteries in this. I'm 
and I think the little switch is on by default. So I'm going to just turn it off for the moment. Oh, that's interesting. This is missing uh, a spring, it looks like. So I guess I won't be able to demonstrate this particular car. Um, well, I'll just go ahead and show you for assembling it. So you want to install this wire, which went underneath there, here, and you want to match the the zero V and G. You want to ma match the black to the ground. And then on this one, you want to plug in the two servos mounted here. And if it's backwards in the code, you can either switch it in the code easily, or you can just swap out the plugs, because what will happen is it'll actually go the wrong direction when you go to run it. But you go ahead and take this. You can take this little clear rubber band and bound up these wires. Let's see if I had the spring fall out in here or something. No, it's just missing all together. That's odd. Well, oh, this one came with two rubber bands, too. Well, I'll show you with one of these cars here, because I know that's all working. And so when you, I'm going to pull this little thing off. So when you turn it on, it goes ahead and initializes. I have it running CircuitPython 8 right now. And then I'm going to go ahead and just show you this um, iPad here because I have it running Adafruit Bluefruit Connect. And I'm going to go ahead and connect to it. Oh, you can't really see where all the glare. See if I can tilt it a little. Okay, so we're going to go to controller, and we're going to go to the control pad. And if I press up, it starts going forward. I have one set as stop, and you can go backwards. And you can also turn on the spot or the other direction. Or if you're going forward, you can kind of turn as you're going and then stop it and then I have four set for turning on the little lights here if you want to show little headlights and then I just have two and three changing the underglow color um, you can also go to the color picker here and if you want to go to a custom one you can send the it and it'll set it to Something that looks similar to this, but I think it's off a little bit. Or we can go more white if we wanted to, or red, uh, whatever you want to do. And then if you go back to the control pad, you can drive it. And you'll notice it changes colors as it's driving, but it'll go back to the custom color that you set. And so I'm going to go ahead and go over the code next here. So I'm going to plug this in. 
go ahead and share my editor. Oh, there, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so here is the editor. Let me go ahead and shrink this window a little bit so you can see it better. So the code.py is just really, it initializes it. Um, it goes ahead and it imports board and NeoPixel and a custom class that I wrote called uh, robot here. And let me go ahead and change this around a little bit here. Ah, perfect. Um, and then I have it defining the different uh, connections for the uh, Ringbot buggy or Ringbit buggy here or Ringbit car, depending on what um, you want to call it. And that way you can go ahead and change the connections really easily in the software if you want to. Um, I have it initializing the NeoPixel class. It only has uh, two NeoPixels underneath it. Oh, you can't see it because I turned off the camera. It has uh, just two NeoPixels here. So I'm only initializing it with two of them. And the... Um, then it initializes the robot with just the hardware specific to the little car. And in the while loop, it just waits for a connection. And once it's connected, it'll just kind of check the packets and process them. So we'll go over to the robot class. And I'm going to go ahead and take a look at Discord here. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody, uh, DJ Devin 3 asks, is the robot class part of an available library? And I'm going to, um, with this one, it's actually a custom one that I wrote. Uh, I'm planning on writing a guide here and I can go ahead and attach it there. But it, um, at the moment it's, I have it available um, on my GitHub account and I can share that soon. Um, but I don't think it has the very latest changes, so I want to push that up before I post a link to that. Um, it'll eventually be part of the uh, Adafruit Learn Guide repo. Uh, so let's go over the robot class here. So it just grabs in a bunch of different modules, um, including the PWMIO here. The uh, It does a bunch of the display I.O. related classes uh, for being able to display like text on here or um, some of the vector graphics that I added. As you notice, the little arrows as it was um, turning, I just used vector IO for that. So there's actually no separate images on this different on this class here, but that would be a fairly easy change to make. Um, it includes a lot of the different uh, definitions from the Blue Fruit Connect service here. Uh, for the different types of packets, and it looks like I have some duplicate code in here that I 
I don't know why it's in there, but we can go ahead and remove some of this. Okay. So that was a little extraneous. And of course, I have a little label here for just being able to show the weight for connection. So then I have some definitions here for the throttle directions and speeds. And that way you can go, we can set it to go different color or different amounts up to 1.0 being full speed and negative one being full reverse speed. And then I just have a few of the different colors for convenience of programming this. And then the initialization, uh, we just are basically initializing the left and right motor, which has a little um, class here. And the, the reason I have the class method on these ones is because it allows me to make this method part of the class without actually making use of the word self keyword in here. And because these ones actually could be could sit as functions outside of the uh, class itself, but I wanted to include them. Um, so all this does is it creates a PWMIO class and then passes that over to the the Adafruit motor uh, continuous servo one because that's what these are. And I just have some max and min pulses. I could probably make those properties so they're easier to adjust like up here. And then we go ahead and initialize the display, which this is, it just does anything display related for like setting the background color. Um, I have it creating the, uh, the, oh yeah, that's just creating the rectangle for a background instead of using like a bitmap. And then I go ahead and I add it to the display group. And then the init BLE stuff is just setting up like the BLE radio, the UART service, and just all the initialization stuff you need to do in order to use it. And then I have it going through and setting up a few variables, including uh, the little headlights one, which is what I decided to call it, setting the initial uh, color to purple, and then I'm making sure in case it's running for whatever reason, it'll stop it. That's why I have it doing the set speed. And let's go ahead and jump down here. Oh, this make palette class was just a little convenient function for being able to create a one color palette and just returning it because I use that in a number of places. So the wait for connection method, uh, what that'll do is it starts by setting the status LED, which is just the little uh, NeoPixel on the back of the clue here. And it sets that to blue. And then it starts advertising so that the Adafruit Connect program will uh, be able to see the uh, clue. And then it just kind of waits until it uh, is connected. And once it's connected, it'll stop showing that it's available. It'll set it to green. And again, I'm setting the throttle to stop uh, the reason I'm doing that is it will actually update the icon on here as well. I have a little convenience uh, function for is connected. That's back in code. It can check if it's connected here. And 
then I have a couple functions called set underglow and get underglow. And what that will do is this will set the color of the NeoPixels down here, but I'm also making use of the NeoPixel class to store the color value. So I'm just grabbing it from there for getting the current color. I wanted to use as few variables as possible. And then the status LED is just the one in the back of here. The toggle headlights will just kind of go turn on and off this, and it just, again, makes use of the existing value variable in the digital I.O. class, so that we don't have to store it in addition to that. Um, I have a set left throttle and a right throttle, and since be they're mounted 180 degrees to each other, I have to actually multiply the speed by negative one so that they're kind of both turning the wheel in the forward or the reverse direction. Now the rotate right, uh, what that will do is it will, well, first of all, let me start with the release color. What that means is it'll set the color of these when you release the um, button. So like when you're turning left or right, and then, so then while you're holding it, it'll set the underglow to yellow and true just means um you know i actually don't remember what that means we'll get to that or no it's up here so oh save release color that just means it'll kind of set that as its new color or oh okay no no it'll get the current underglow and it'll save it that's what it'll do and then we're going to, we're using these if um here let me expand this a little bit we're using these style here just to make it so instead of it being four lines it's just one line and what this does is it'll run this function if the self if the current direction is stopped otherwise it'll turn it right and we do something similar for the speed and then we set the left and right throttle. This allows me to use the same function in order to um, either rotate or spin around in a, here, let me go ahead and demonstrate here. Let me share the camera again. Let's just do this. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna reconnect with the program. Okay, so what this function will actually allow me to do is it allow me to use the same function both for spinning it while it's stopped and also doing a kind of a half turn while it's going. Let me go back to this. And then I just have one for the rotate left and rotate right. I probably could have combined these at some point. Um, 
but it was easier just to have it separate. So then I have the set throttle. What this does is it'll, depending on what speed that you're giving, if it's forward, it'll set the little icon to a forward icon or a reverse icon if you're going backwards or stopped if you're stopped. And then I have a set speed as a separate function so that I can call it without changing the um, icon on there. And then just sets everything to whatever speed you want. And then the stop function here will basically call uh, the set throttle with a stop. And it'll actually show the red underglow for just about half of a second here. And then it'll go back to whatever color it was. The um, check for packets is, uh, again, called over in the main function here. And this just sends, it just checks to see if there's something uh, waiting, and if there is, then it'll process it, and we'll get to that a little bit later. The handle color packet will just, I'm just telling it, um, if it's a color type packet, we're going to just set the underglow to it. And remove shapes is just a function. Um, to the, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, remove shapes will just kind of remove everything except for the first object on in the display I.O. group. And that just makes it really easy just to clear whatever's on the screen. Uh, I just made some convenience functions called add center direct. So you can just give it a width and a height or an offset if you need to or change the color. This'll, these functions are kind of like the basis for uh, drawing these shapes here. I just did a centered polygon and a centered circle as well. And actually, I'm going to show you something kind of cool that I did. Uh, so I had it figuring out that kind of the dimensions of the shape, and it just kind of uses a min and a max function here. Uh, it uses the lambda item item, and what this does is it says, give me the largest value of the first part of the point because it's kind of a list. Of, well, I'll show you. It's kind of a list of coordinates. So it just tells me like the largest of this, 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 and this one here. And I do the same thing with the other ones. And then I do minimum ones as well. And it provides a nice compact way of determining where the center of the polygon is, uh, similar for the circle here. And then the waiting one, all it does is it, it just draws a label here and says waiting for connection. And then the reverse one, it clears the screen and it draws a couple polygons to make it with a arrow that appears to be kind of going backwards. Uh, I had to play with that just a little bit. Same with the forwards. And then I have right, left, and uh, rotate counterclockwise, rotate clockwise. These ones I just basically drew a big black circle, a little yellow circle in the middle of it, and then a, a rectangle to kind of split it into like two half circles or like two half donut shapes. And then I have these just adding little arrowheads to that and then it looks like it's a rotating circle and for the stop one is just a big 
square. That was easy. Um, okay, so we're now at the handle button press packet. We're actually almost done with going through the code here. And all I'm doing is I'm just telling it for whichever of the buttons I'm doing, I'm running these different functions here. So it makes it really easy to switch around what you want it to do. Uh, this one allows me to ha handle the button release packet, whereas this is the press packet. And this allows me to kind of steer the left and the right while it's going forward without, re without losing the speed or the direction. And the process packet just checks for the kind of packet it is and then sends it to the appropriate function. And that is it for the code. Let me go ahead and save it with those things removed. Let's see, we're about out of time. Well, no, we have a little bit more time. Um, does anybody have any questions you can ask in Discord or um, even on uh, YouTube? Because I can see the comments for that as well. Um, and I'd like to answer that. Let's see. So I will. Oh, I do have a couple things to say. Just add your questions if you have them. Um, so if you wanted to expand this, there's actually a lot of different options for expanding it. Uh, first of all, this has the Stemma QT port up here, and that allows for adding all sorts of different sensors, but there's also a lot built into the clue here. One of the things that I wanted to add was uh, a little playing sound, but I just ran out of time for adding that because it has a little speaker built in. But it also has a microphone. It has a button if you wanted to change modes. I didn't add it, that at all. Um, it has a color slash distance sensor. It has nine degree of freedom um, for the motion. So it can kind of check any of the orientations that it wants. So it could react to that way. And uh, let me bring up my list of Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and then you can, like I said, you can add stuff with the Stemma QT port. There is kind of a built-in uh, little port for combining with the robot, but I th I think what they use is that for programming the thing. It only allows for really a digital I/O and some power, and you can't use the um, LEDs at the same time. But you would just move the little switch over. And I'm going to go ahead and push uh, these changes really quick to get out this. This won't take very long. So first of all, I'll grab the changes off the robot. them to replace that and then I'm just going to go ahead and
Okay, now I have the latest changes, and I will post where the GitHub repository is that I have. It's just on my personal one at the moment, but it will be moved to the Adafruit one eventually. And there it is. And that just that includes all the changes I just made with removing some of the duplicate code. Let's see here. Taking a look at the comments, see if I missed anything. seeing anything I missed. Um, oh, thank you. Um, so this, this was originally designed for the micro, uh, the BBC Microbit, and the BBC Microbit V2 could work because it also has Bluetooth, but it is missing the screen. It has like 25 LEDs and a 5x5 grid, and it um, does not have the STEMIQT port and I'm not sure it has the color distance sensor, but it has a bunch of other things. It would be a capable board for sure. And it's able to run CircuitPython as well. Um, but it's also really difficult to get at the moment too. So the clue board would be definitely my recommendation for this. And it, the code, of course, would need to be modified in order to use that. Um, think that is it unless there's any other questions I see somebody typing on discord at the moment so DJ Devin 3 says the NRF52840 has some of the best Bluetooth support but it looks like the s3 is in development for it I think um I'm not sure how well it works. Uh, it definitely could. It could work, yeah. Because uh, like the ESP32 has the both the BLE and the classic Bluetooth, but I think the S3 is just going to be for the uh, Bluetooth BLE, um, which is kind of the newer Bluetooth, and that's actually what this uses. So that that could be a possible option. But this was actually designed for more of this form factor here. Uh, so it works really well. Um, there is another option available in the Adafruit store, and they, there's like this little bot here, which could also take the clue, and it's actually really easy to insert it, but it has this uh, sonar sensor on it, and you could actually remove that and just plug in whatever and be able to make use of I2C. That, um, that's an option if you're using like the Microbit V2 without the Stimic UT. And this has a couple little uh, RGB LEDs, so I think it would be a different library for that. Um, but this one is a another little option. And let's see. Oh, Charles B says you have an extra copy of the digital I.O. import. Uh, uh, I have digital I.O. and display I.O.
I'm not seeing it. I mean, they're very similar and they're the same length of text here, but um, yeah, it's probably just uh, display out is what you're seeing. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for watching. And let me go ahead and swap this out here. Uh, thanks for watching and joining me. And uh, stay tuned for lots of other CircuitPython Day festivities. And uh, I think coming up next uh, in uh, about 20 minutes is Liz doing a special, special uh, CircuitPython-themed show and tell. And... Uh, that should be fun. Thanks.